Ahoy hoy, and welcome back to Come About, a minute-by-minute rewatch podcast of Titanic. Here we are at minute 137 of the film. I'm Mike Brace, and I'm here with my wife, Jenna. Hi. Hi. You really enunciated my name? Enunciated. Did I? Yeah. Did I? Jenna. Jenna. I don't know. Jenna. (laughs) Jenna. 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 I know how. I know how. It's name? not Jenna. I know. It's not. One N. It's one N. Jenna. 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 Most people would, I think, pronounce it that way, even if there were two N's. Yeah, like just Jenna. No one's going Jenna. Well, I mean, not Jenna. like putting so much emphasis on it, but like Jenna. 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 Okay, so uh, what was your issue with me in the countdown? And you kind of looked at me when we said ahoy hoy, you kind of looked at me. Because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, you were. I knew you were. (laughs) Was Was I count? No, I don't count down. No, but you did the head bob. I did? I didn't. Oh, you did. Maybe that threw you off. (laughs) I don't don't know. Made the conscious decision not to. My mind was somewhere else. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, so what happened in one. The minutes of 137. <laughs> what? So I'm going to add as many sentences to, or as many You're words to that sentence. Because we watched Rushmore last night. Yeah. And when he writes the letter, he's like, I want, you know, assuming he wrote the letter like the next day, I want to apologize for my actions <laughs> yeah, that the occurred on up. the evening. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. I would. Oh, I don't think I'd like to have a kid like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, so, uh, yeah, Cal is, like, walking up towards the Actually, you know what? what? No, you would love him. Would? Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, if our <laughs> kids were like that, you yeah. would love them. You would love our kids no matter what. Yeah. It is, like, 100% unconditional love for you. <laughs> like, if they were <laughs> into all the so stuff great. and, like... All that stuff, you would love it. You'd yeah. be like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it and it's really annoying, actually. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So. What happened? Yeah, that's the cow freaking out no, about the No, I'm looking oh. at the TV. Is that just the TV? What's what? that very white line? Oh, I hope that's not just the TV. Okay. It's part of the shot. What? What could <laughs> that be? Know. I don't know. It's probably just... Uh, I don't know. Okay. Something there. Anyways, um, so yeah, Cal is walking up towards Lovejoy, and like he, you know, has just realized what he had done, and he kind of starts to giggle, and Lovejoy's like, "What could possibly be so funny right now?" And then Cal's like, "I put the diamond in my jacket, thinking that was enough." Yeah, for him to understand. But you know, Lovejoy doesn't is. understand, and Cal's just looking at him, and he's like, I put the jacket on her! Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So then we go over to Jack and Rose, and they're, yeah, just running through. It's too bad they don't know that um, Cal's not chasing after them anymore, because uh, that would save them a lot of trouble. Yeah. Because they just keep going further down into mm-hmm. the ship. Yeah, and then they do stop. Yeah, um, and there are, like, you know, some B-roll shots in between of different parts of the ship that are flooded, uh, mostly, like, the dining room areas, like, you see the 
dinner plates starting to lift off from the table and chairs and things floating around. Um, yeah, so they go down this, like, little hallway, like, down these stairs, and, um, they kind of stop there and, like, hush to see if they can maybe hear Cal coming, and as they're doing that, you can kind of hear, like, the ship going, like, you know, weird noises, Mm -hmm. and, uh, but then you hear, like, a little kid's voice, and they look down around the corner, and there is a little boy just, like, standing way off, like, close to kind of, like, a watertight door, it looks like. Well, it's not really watertight, because water's just kind of coming through it. And, uh, he's... I never knew what he was yelling. I always assumed oh. he wasn't speaking English. Mm. But according to the closed well, captioning, he's yelling Dada. And it, I could hear yeah, it. Yeah, but like that's the same in every like, like Mama, oh, Dada, wow. pretty much the same in every like okay. language and like people yeah. have like you know, linguistic people have like looked into that and like why is it that Mama and Dada like are the first words and like mm. it's just a natural thing. So like every language it's Dada, mama. Mm-hmm. Especially with our little baby right now. Yeah. Everything's dada. Dada. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, so, um, you know, he's crying, and I never understood, like, as a kid, I'm like, why is he just standing there? Like, why doesn't he go save himself? But yeah, he's probably scared. Maybe he was told to wait right there. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, so Jack and Rose are looking around and they're just seeing water like pouring in from every direction and Rose is like we can't leave him and Jack you know took a second he's like all right okay and so they run over and they grab him and as they're grabbing him the door that he's like standing beside you can tell is under like a lot of pressure and is about to just completely burst open and let all the water in and um yeah, so Jack grabs him, and they kind of stare at that, and then they start beelining back down the uh, the hallway, and yeah. that's where the minute ends. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. Do you want to do your question right now, or do you want well, me to tell you what I just tried to Google for okay, some reason? Okay, so I'll let you Google. <laughs> I just put it to my phone, Titanic used on Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to put China used oh. on Titanic, <laughs> and I searched it, and I was like... That's funny. Yeah, anyway, what is, uh, what's your question? Before we get into that. I mean, it could be a really big question, or it could just be, like, uh, not a big question, okay. but I was just going to ask you, like, you know, we've just been so, like, critical of, um, what's the guy's name, the director? James Cameron. Cameron. Um... And I was just going to ask you, like, if you were making this movie, mm. like, how, what would your storyline, how would it change? Like, oh, how would you whoa. make it end? Obviously, whoa. the ship's going to sink, but, like, character-wise, like, would you, maybe mm. Jack lives, maybe Rose dies, maybe Cal dies. Yeah. Well, we already kind of did this, didn't we? Did we? I did it. I think no, I, I did that it. was like recasting everybody. Recasting it and no, I, I changed the oh, story okay. to begin with. <laughs> I, what happens? Uh, the ship doesn't crash. 
or it doesn't sink. Oh, well, then you it, don't get a movie. Hits, no, it hits the iceberg, <laughs> but they, they make it to land. Or, or like, they make it long enough that they're able to be so saved. So everyone's just, like, dramatic everyone... for two hours, and yeah. then they're all safe? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it would be funny. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of so me, because, like, you know, just to cause all that panic and, like... Yeah. hecticness and mm-hmm. violence. And... Well, the uh, way I see it is, uh, yeah, Quentin Tarantino keeps making movies based off of real things and then changing. Oh, he made the, the Hollywood. Yeah, and then yeah. he also changed the end of <laughs> World War Two. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he kills Hitler. Oh, the, <laughs> he kills yeah. Hitler. But like, he died. Yeah, but like... Jewish Americans like brutally like riddle him with bullets. Uh, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. It's really like it's over ten years old now. <laughs> like it's <laughs> glorious bastards. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so What was the movie we watched? Who were those famous people? What What? <laughs> You've asked me like so many different questions. The Hollywood right one. Now. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, who's that about again? Well, it's fictional. Leonardo DiCaprio plays a fictional... But it's the... It's based on a real murder. Well, no, it doesn't occur in the film. Like, in the in reality, Charles Manson's ah. um, cults right. kill Sharon Tate. Right. Um, and, like, yeah, a bunch of people at this party at Roman Polanski's house. And, uh... But in the movie, that doesn't happen <laughs> like mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio the fictional characters Leonardo DiCaprio and, and Brad Pitt kill the cult members mm. <laughs> instead because they crazy. they end up there at at Leo's house who's lives like across the street or in the neighborhood mm. or whatever and, and they kill mm. them and it's like yeah so it's I don't know it would be something like that where it's like it's you kinda, think like some yeah. like something really bad was happening and like I'm I'm so glad that he did that and it like it's 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 a nice thing right it's like a very cathartic thing to be like yeah it's i don't know it's kind of like a uh, it can kind of i can kind of see how some people might be like oh you're changing history but it's kind of like he's like yeah i don't know he's he's like saying like i don't know what i'm saying it's but it's a nice crazy it's to kind think of a nice like how it would be different if the titanic didn't sink yeah like, you know, this I'm podcast sure wouldn't it, be happening. Yeah. 100% uh, it wouldn't be. Leonardo DiCaprio might not be famous. Kate Winslet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even yeah. like more so, like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure maybe we would have got there eventually, but like boat safety regulations. Oh, yeah. Would be really different. Yeah, and, yeah it would have took another disaster. Yeah, if like yeah. it didn't happen on the Titanic, it would have. And then even after the Titanic, it's not like they were, you know, up to today's standards. Yeah. It took a long time. It took probably quite a few more uh, yeah. tragedies before they were like, all right, we really got to regulate these safety mm-hmm. regulations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, because, yeah, the, right, like, wait, we talked about it, I think the Britannic or the Olympic crew were all like, hey, we want better safety <laughs> implemented on the ship, like, their, for their next voyage, mm-hmm. and White Star Line was like, no, 
cutting you all out. They fired the entire staff and just hired new people that Crazy. didn't complain about the safety standards. Wow. Instead of, you know, improving them, they're like, we'll just yeah. find people that won't complain about it. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have took a lot. It probably, yeah, it's not like it went from Titanic to today, everyone's got a lifeboat. Yeah. No, I know, but. Anyways, that was my question. Oh, okay. Just how would, how would you, you do it? How would you change um, it? What would you do? Who lives? Who dies? Hmm. hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It would have been <laughs> pretty satisfying question. to see Cal Ask die, me again right? Later. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It would have been it would have been yeah. pretty satisfying to see Cal die, well, right? I mean, he dies. Yeah, I know, but you don't home. see it. It's no. not on screen. Yeah. So it would have been pretty satisfying to see him die. Yeah. But it makes sense storyline-wise. Mm -hmm. Like for him to have, you know, should it like cut him like shooting himself? <laughs> yeah. yeah, losing all his money. Mm. So, um, yeah. All right. Do you want to hear a little bit about China on the Titanic? Okay. Uh, let's see. How long is this? Yeah, not too long. Not too bad. Uh, <laughs> this is from. Oh no! What did I just do? Oh, this is from. Beachcombingmagazine.com <laughs> from 2018. Uh, Spode China and the Titanic. For well over 200 years, Spode has, has been synonymous with the best of English China. Over the course of its history, beautiful, elegant pieces have been produced by the company, founded by Josiah Spode, the first. In 1776, the factory was located in Stoke-on-Trent in England. Stoke-on-Trent in England, home of the pottery industry in England. Other manufacturers were there include Wedgwood, Minton, and Royal Doulton. According to the Spode Museum Trust website, Mr. Spode is recognized as having developed the technique for underglaze transfer printing on earthenware circa 1784 <laughs> and to have produced the first printed willow patterns uh, 1784 um, later Mr. Spode would be credited with the development of bone china wow. in 1806 so we're still <laughs> Over a hundred years before, in 1806, when the Prince Regent visited the factory, Spode was appointed as Potter to the Prince of Wales, which indicates not only the quality of the wares produced by the esteem uh, in which they were held even then, its most recent royal warrant was as manufacturers of China to H.M. Queen Elizabeth I in 1971. Therefore, it should come as no surprise that the famous shipping company White Star Line would purchase Spode for its liners. The White Star Line is probably best known for its three luxury class liners, the Olympic, the Britannic, and... Titanic. I was looking for ill-fated Titanic. Uh -oh. 
Sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, Titanic's sister ship, the Britannic, also ended up in a watery grave after hitting an underwater mine uh, while serving as a hospital ship in World War Two. Mm. World War One. sorry. These luxury liners would have procured different types of china from various companies for the different classes, first, second, and third. The White Star Line did not directly purchase from Spode itself, choosing instead to use an agent, um, Stoniers of Liverpool. Exactly what type of Spode's tableware was on board the doomed ship was unknown until Savage savage really so, no nobody who worked for white star line could confirm what china i guess not was used? It, uh, i meant to say salvage uh <laughs> was unknown until salvage expeditions of the titanic were undertaken in 1987 spode themselves kept no records of who had purchased their wares and what they were used to be used for the spode catalog itself contains a staggering number of about 75,000 patterns Whoa. and stoniers who had facilitated the transaction have no surviving records after they were destroyed during World War II. At least two different types of spode were used on the Titanic. Whether, whether they were used for dinner service, for first class, a souvenir gift for the wealthy, or something else remains unknown as no records exist as to their purpose on the luxury liner. Pattern 1 slash 9608, originally introduced in 1899, was a Greek key design in gold and cobalt. Patterns R4431 and R4432 were also a luxurious gold and cobalt. R4431 is believed to have been used on both the Titanic and the Olympic. All of the China services on board for first, second, and class, third classes, the Spode R43332, was the most elegant and expensive. Sir Pictures? Yes. The underwater wreck isn't the only place where Spode was, has mysteriously turned up. Spode fragments and shards have washed up on the beaches as far away as Patagonia in South America. Due to the variety of, shard, of shards, it was thought that they were part of a cargo load rather than dinner service of the mysterious ship that carried it. Though to this day, the origins have not been confirmed. Thousands of sh shards of discarded spode as early as the late 18th century have been found right at the site of the factory in England. While most are from the death of the founder, Josiah Spode I, there is hope that with further excavation, some pieces may be found that were actually produced during the first Mr. Spode's era. Uh, I feel like... Might as well finish this. Uh, should you be so lucky to discover a pottery fragment on your travels, it may prove difficult to identify its creator without a significant portion of the pattern, or more importantly, the maker's mark on a shard or fragment. Mr. Uh, Mrs. Janice L. Rodwell of the Spode Museum Trust says, unless the shards have a Spode, Copeland and Garrett, or Copeland mark, it would be extremely difficult to distinguish it from any other piece of England ceramic 
of similar date. Sea pottery is the result of broken fragments of china, pottery, stoneware, and ceramics being tempered by both the acidity, acidity level of the lakes and oceans and buffed by the sand and silts of the water resulting in a tempered shard or fragment. If you should find a china shard with the spode mark or suspect a fragment may be a piece of the fine china, the museum does offer an identification service to aid in your research at www spodemuseumtrust.org discovery of a pot pottery shard can't help but make us wistful imagining a long gone dinner service or wa wondering about the last cup of tea drunk before it ended up at the bottom of the ocean as we hold the pattern remnant in our hands a fragment in the time that was outlived that has outlived the memory they make it seem like everyone just kind of like finds <laughs> broken shards of of pottery around but yeah. yeah there's pictures if you want to see it yeah uh you can get that one a recreation of it only costs 27.99 for one plate for one plate i don't think it's that nice oh it's so fancy cobalt gold mm. oh. nah not for me <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since i read a little article like yeah. that huh? whole way through it eats up the just time. no <laughs> and, all right i guess that should just about do us yeah. thanks for listening bye see you in a minute